When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Start Making Sense, the weekly podcast of The Nation magazine, and I'm John Wiener. Now it's time to talk about abortion and its opponents. Do opponents of abortion really believe that an embryo is the equivalent of a baby? Do they really think abortion providers are baby killers? There's some new research about that. For a report, we turn to Katha Pollitt. Of course, she's a poet, essayist, and award-winning columnist for The Nation. We reached her today in Manhattan. Hi, Katha. Hi, John. It's good to hear your voice. Well, abortion opponents say abortion is murder, but they don't want to punish women who get abortions. Isn't there something wrong with their logic? Well, I think there is. I mean... A woman, according to them, it should be a woman who has an abortion is like a person who hires a hitman. Um, but they say they only want to punish the doctors and maybe the staffers. Um, and I think that's for political reasons. And I'm not even sure they're sincere, but that is what they say. Well, they do have reasons. The reason abortion opponents give for not punishing women who get abortions is that these women are too desperate or too irrational or too ignorant or else maybe they were misled by a bad boyfriend or bad parents. But couldn't the same thing be said about many people who kill, maybe all of them? Yes, I think that's a very good point that I made. Uh (laughs) In your column. Usually the fact that you had a reason doesn't mean you didn't commit the crime of murder. So now we have a scientific study that suggests an answer to the question, do anti-abortion people really believe abortion is murder? What is the answer in brief? Well, according to me, although not according to them, (laughs) this is a paper called Discordant Benevolence, How and Why People Help Others in the Face of Conflicting Values, which was recently published in Science Advances. And what they say is that they found that regardless of their beliefs, Americans extend support to friends or family members seeking an abortion. Um, And this might surprise you. Large numbers of people who say they are morally opposed to abortion would help someone they know. Uh, Not someone they don't know, but you've got to know them. Uh, Choose your friends and family wisely. Um, 76% would offer emotional support. Um, And although only 6% would help pay for an abortion, and I was surprised that any would, but over 40% would help with logistics, like giving a woman a ride to the clinic or watching her kids while she goes off. So I have a question about this. Mm -hmm. Only 6% of opponents of abortion would help a friend or family member pay for an abortion, but 40% would give them a ride to the clinic. Why this distinction between giving them money and giving them a ride? Well, I think that uh, for the writers, for the authors, uh, money is highly symbolic. It feels personal. It feels like a real stamp of approval. Um, I'll tell you a funny story. Um, The teenage sister of a friend of mine needed money for an abortion. And a friend of hers said, well, he was Catholic, and so he couldn't give her any. 
but he gave money to a mutual friend to give to her. (laughs) (laughs) That kind of purified it in some way. Um, And of course, as we all know, money is fungible. If you give it for one purpose, it helps with some other purpose. But that is how they rationalize it to themselves. So it sounds like they're just hypocritical, but I believe the authors of this article thought that there was a a conflict of values here and that that's a better way to understand it. Well, clearly some anti-choicers who help their girlfriends, for example, get abortions are hypocritical. I mean, there are plenty of, there are politicians who get in trouble for this rather frequently. Um, But what they say is that they sincerely hold two values. And one is that abortion is really wrong. And the other is... Um, you're my friend. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so they they reconcile these in various ways. They extend commiseration. They say, well, abortion is wrong, but life is hard and people are imperfect. Or they make an exception. Abortion is wrong, but this is my daughter. Or then there's what the author is called discretion. Abortion is wrong, but this woman is entitled to make her own decision. So that last one actually opens the door to a whole political world of legal abortion. Well, yes, are... you, yes, you would definitely think so. But they don't take it there. They they just take it to, I'm going to have a cup of coffee with you, and I'm still going to be your friend, and we'll talk about this. But in the end, it's up to you. So this finding that anti-abortion people are willing to help friends and family members get abortions it's not just an interesting, you know, hypothetical finding right now. It's totally relevant right now. Yes, indeed, because right now in Texas and also in Idaho, just uh, the other day, um, helping someone get an abortion after six weeks can get you in a lot of trouble. The money for the procedure, driving them to the clinic, all the rest of it, lay you open to a civil suit by any random person who finds out and cares to sue. And the the person who sues you can get a lot of money and from you. (laughs) (laughs) Anti-abortion forces thus render criminal this human impulse to help family and friends and which harms the very thing they and we tend to claim to value so highly, which is the bedrock of community. So the funny thing is many of the people who oppose abortion say they would do the very things that the politicians they voted for have criminalized. And if you're in Texas right now and you need an abortion, if you're in East Texas, you pretty much have to go to Louisiana. If you're in North Texas, you pretty much have to go to Oklahoma and you need somebody to drive you. So this is a burning issue right now for lots of young women in Texas. Definitely. And it's only going to get worse because as the states around Texas also pass these laws or others, especially if the courts overturn Roe v. Wade, the court overturns Roe v. Wade, then you'll have to go even farther. And at a certain point, it will just become impossible. Well, I'm calling you today from California, where California is about to allocate lots of money to pay for uh, travel to California for abortion. So it won't be impossible, but it'll be difficult. My question is whether 
these anti-abortion people really believe what they think they do. I mean, murder is very serious. And if if your niece said, oh, I've had it with motherhood, I'm going to kill my newborn, <laughs> probably wouldn't offer a helping hand <laughs> Good point. or tell yourself, well, that's her decision to make. Um, so maybe a few people would. But for most of us, personal loyalty go, only goes so far. So I, I really question whether the people who say abortion is murder have really thought it through. Well, now for something completely different. Recently, you went on the nation's civil rights history tour. I've always wondered what that was like. What was it like? The nation civil rights tour is really something you shouldn't miss. Um, it was about 20 people, and we were led by um, Andre Robert Lee, who is a filmmaker and a teacher, and you know, deeply, deeply knowledgeable and invested in this whole history. We started out in Jackson. We saw the bus stop where people, the bus station where the Freedom Riders were arrested. We visited Medgar Evers's house where he was assassinated. We went to Little Rock and saw the high school where Elizabeth Eckford was in a famous photo. One of the, she was one of the nine, the Little Rock nine who integrated that school where she, there's a famous photo of her being screamed at by a white student as she tries to get to the school. It was a whole nightmare. But anyway, there was Elizabeth Eckford and she talked to us. We we talked to all these wonderful old civil rights people who are so full of life and stories and so lively. Um, and that was really interesting. And what did, what did Elizabeth Eckford say about being the first person to integrate Little Rock High School? Oh, well, she, she said that worse than the, all the screaming mobs and all the rest and needing to be protected by, you know, federal troops was that for the entire time she was there, no, but none of the students talked to her. She was bullied every day, physically pushed into lockers and walls. And, you know, uh, as the other as the other black students were. Um, and that's the part of the, these stories that I think doesn't really enter into history so much because there isn't a picture that goes with it. And it's sort of like, oh, we solved the problem. They're in school. Goodbye. Um, but, <laughs> but on to the next. But but really, these episodes were, what shall I say, they, they had a lot of repercussions in the lives of the people involved. Um, and they lasted for a long time. And you went to Montgomery, where the 1954 bus boycott sort of launched Martin Luther King as a national figure and nonviolent direct action as the tactic of the civil rights movement. Yes, we did. And we also went to Birmingham, where the four little girls were blown up, were blown up in that church bombing. 1963. Um, 1963. And we met some wonderful people who are doing voter registration work now. Because the thing that you really realize when you actually go to these places is all these things are still happening. All these, you know, it's still a struggle to vote um, and it's becoming harder. Um, there's still tremendous, tremendous black poverty, which in a way is kind of worse, I felt, because a lot of the places that used to be very lively, urban places like Jackson, are now emptied out. They look like sort of a big parking lot. Um, there's just not a lot happening because the people who could afford to leave have left. At least a lot of them have. So anyway, go. The nation's civil rights tour. And one more thing. You have news about a new feminist magazine. Oh, yes. This magazine is called Lieber, L-I-B-E-R. 
a review, a feminist review of books. Liber stands for, means free in Latin, and also book. So there's that. And we've published, all, we've, we've had one issue out, published some wonderful stuff, poems. I'm the poetry editor. I have to, that's very important. I'm the, po- <laughs> I'm the poetry editor. Yes. And we've published uh, wonderful poems by Joy Layden. We've published Chris Krause, Laurie Stone, a lot of really interesting writers. Um, the next issue will have poems by Molly Peacock who is wonderful. Five poems by Molly Peacock. That's not something you see every day. So you need to subscribe, everyone out there. And you can find out more at LieberReview.com, where you can get a subscription. Katha Pollitt, her new column at The Nation is titled, Even Pro-Lifers Help Loved Ones Who Need an Abortion. Read it at TheNation.com. Katha, thanks for talking with us today. Thanks for having me, John. You've been listening to Start Making Sense, the weekly podcast of The Nation magazine. You can hear more interviews like this one at thenation.com, and you can subscribe to Start Making Sense at iTunes Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm John Wiener. Thanks for listening. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.